Thanks for tuning in to Lee's Bird Daily, a Monday through Friday podcast where we dive into scripture, study it together, and apply it to our lives. Today we pick up in uh, John chapter 11, and we're somewhere around verse um, uh, verse 11. That's where we'll pick up. Uh, Jesus uh, has been told that Lazarus is sick. Uh, instead of leaving immediately, Jesus uh, waits a couple days Um and then he says, well, let's go to Judea. And that's where we were yesterday. He said, let's go to Judea. And his disciples point out a very important fact. They point out, hey, last time we were there, the Jews were trying to kill you. Are you sure you want to go? And Jesus' basic response was, look, uh, while I'm here, I've got to be doing the work of my father while it's day. While And the idea of day is echoing uh, his statements in chapter 9, verse 4. Um about accomplishing his father's will. Uh, Today we pick up uh, in verse 11. Let's start there. Uh, This he said to them, and after that he said, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go so that I may awaken him out of sleep. The the disciples, uh, in verse 12, the disciples then said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. So remember the context here. The disciples are trying to uh, talk Jesus out of going to Judea because of the the attacks of the Jews. And Jesus says, look, our friend Lazarus, he's fallen asleep, so I'm going to wake him up, is generally what that's saying there in verse 11. We're going to go wake him up. Of course, Jesus was speaking metaphorically, but they failed to understand this. And so they said, well, Jesus, if he's asleep... Uh, he'll wake up. You don't need to go. I mean, that's a pretty basic argument. But essentially, they're saying, Jesus, if he's just asleep, there's no need for you to risk your life in Judea. Um, and there's no sense in that. If if he's just asleep, he'll wake up in due time. Um, he can't sleep forever, is kind of what the disciples say. Uh, but the evangelist, John, he goes on and explains the meaning of Jesus' metaphorical statement. And, and, and really the nature of the disciples' understa- misunderstanding. Um, it says there in verse uh, uh, 13, um, Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he was speaking of literal sleep. Uh, and so it goes on. So Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Now this might have been quite a shock for the disciples to hear. Because uh, they thought, well, you just said he was asleep. Jesus says, no, Lazarus is dead. Uh, and I am glad for for your sakes that I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. So let's, let's think there. Je- Jesus then turns the tables, and he wants to make things clear for his disciples, and he tells them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And then adding, for your sake, I wasn't there. Uh, now, it's, he's not saying uh, that he's glad that Lazarus has died, uh, which that would in, indeed be quite callous, uh, but he's glad for his disciples' sake. And, and why? Because if he had been there, he, he would have been able to prevent it or uh, would have possibly been tempted to prevent it, uh, which is interesting to, to think about. I mean, I mean, consider that for just a moment. Jesus uh, was tempted just like we are. This is his friend whom he loves. Um, we know that Jesus allowed this to happen uh, so that God could be glorified. If Jesus had been there, he very well could have been tempted uh, to to intervene, to keep 
Lazarus from, from dying. But for their sake, he says, for the disciples' sake, I think that's such a big thing too. For the disciples' sake. Well, why is that good for the disciples? Because eventually they'll look back in this account and they will, uh, well, as John does here, write it out and preserve this history and point to the Savior of the world. See, Jesus' earthly ministry was revolved around equipping 12 men to change the world. It's not, as we talked about this past weekend, it's not necessarily about the healings, the individual healings that took place, but the belief that those healings uh, would manifest and the glory that would be revealed uh, of God through Christ for his disciples. And so he says, look, I'm glad that I wasn't there uh, for your sake, because he knew that Jesus knew that he was going to rise, raise Lazarus from death. And he knew that when his disciples saw that happen, it would be a tremendous boost of their faith. Uh, and, and then Jesus says, By, uh, come, let us go to him. Jesus invited his disciples to come and to see the uh, manifestation of God's glory, which is a, a really neat thing. He says, come, let's go. Now, verse 16 then turns. And, and, and seeing that Jesus was determined to return to Judea despite the danger, we have Thomas here in verse 16. Therefore, Thomas, who is also called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, let us go so that we may die with him. Now, this is kind of a neat thing. Uh, Thomas says, let us go also so that we can die with him. Now, in the other Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we don't really know much about Thomas. In fact, Thomas only appears among a list of the other disciples of Jesus. Uh, but in this Gospel, in John's Gospel, we, we learn a lot more about, about Thomas. Uh, and he's featured in four uh, separate places, uh, really. Uh, in, in verse 11, verse uh, 16 here, chapter 11, verse 16, is our first encounter uh, with uh, Lazarus, uh, urging his fellow disciples to to return to Judea with Jesus, even if it means death. And then in 14, verse 5, uh, Thomas will speak on behalf of the other disciples, telling Jesus that they don't know where he's going. And then in verse chapter 20, verse 24 through 29, uh, Thomas is going to express his unwillingness to believe in Jesus uh, that Jesus has risen from the dead, and this he sees for himself. That's usually the passage that, that gets him uh, dubbed the name Doubting Thomas. And then in verse chapter 21, I'm sorry, in chapter 21, uh, he is numbered among the, the disciples who are with Peter fishing when Jesus appears following his resurrection. And so in, in John's gospel is really the only gospel where we get to know Thomas to a degree. And, and here, Thomas distinguishes himself from the other disciples uh, because he says, guys, look, we're going to go uh, with Jesus to Judea. And he challenges them to follow Jesus to the death. And it's funny, funny, he's basically saying, hey, look, we're going to go to Jerusalem with Jesus, even if it means our death. Let's go. Verse, uh, yeah, verse 16. Uh, let us go so that we may die with him, even if it means our death. Now, on one level, Thomas missed what Jesus had in mind. Uh, they were not going uh, to be accompanying Jesus on a suicide mission, but instead they were going to see the manifestation of God's glory um, 
uh, revealed in Jesus through Jesus, and specifically at the rising uh, as at, at the rising of Lazarus. Uh, but on the uh, on another level, Thomas's words were true. Jesus was now in John's account uh, going to his last trip to Judea, where he would die. And despite the the willingness that Thomas believes he has here to die with Jesus, when the crunch came, when the rubber met the road, Thomas was among those who abandoned Jesus and fled in chapter 16, verse 32. And so in the end, only... Uh, according to John's disciple, uh, uh, according to John's gospel, in the end, only the disciple whom Jesus loved—that's quotes—that's um, we assume is John. Only John and the women stood by Jesus at the cross, depicted in 1925. In any case, regardless of Thomas's willingness or what he appears to be uh, willing to die here uh, the truth is Jesus's death was unique and and no one could die with him as Thomas had in mind here but it does lead us to a couple different questions uh, you know Thomas seems so gung-ho to follow Jesus uh, even if it means his death I, I consider that in our own lives so often we uh, are uh, resolved uh, to, to follow Jesus regardless of the cost uh, but we know and maybe have been uh, people who from time to time aren't nearly as faithful as we wish we were. It makes us bring, should bring to mind uh, the questions of our own faithfulness. Here in this account, in the few verses we've read today, we see Jesus explaining to his disciples uh, that they're about to witness something uh, uh, fantastic. And the purpose of this miracle, the, the rising of Lazarus, isn't for Lazarus's health or his long life. Uh, because in the end, it's important for us to remember that Lazarus died again. Yet he came back to life now, but he's going to face death again. The purpose was not to extend life as we know it. The purpose of this miracle was so that the disciples may believe. And remember, throughout the Gospel of John, this idea of belief is not just head knowledge, but it's heart knowledge that transforms one's life. And as we will see, Thomas, who thinks that he has uh, belief in Jesus, who thinks that his faith in Jesus is strong, he, I'll die with you, Jesus. I'll die for you, Jesus. Um, Thomas believes that, I think sincerely believes that here in this context. Uh, but not until the death and resurrection of Jesus does Thomas uh, truly is he able to put these words to actions. Now, unfortunately, in the uh, Christian church today, we don't have much record of Thomas after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Um, the book of Acts, for example, uh, focuses very much on on Peter in the first half of the book and then Paul in the second half of the book. Uh, and from the rest of the New Testament documents, we don't we don't get a lot more about Thomas. Um, but um, the the church history that we do have uh, appears to teach that or uh, indicate that Thomas, uh, after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, became a missionary and uh, essentially went to uh, he's associated with the churches in India uh, and in Egypt as well. Um, 
what's interesting here, according according to Syrian Christian church tradition, is that Thomas uh, was allegedly um, murdered for the sake of Christ um, on July 3rd, AD 72, which is interesting to consider. Thomas says to Jesus in John chapter 11, come, we'll go to Judea and die for you. It's almost as as if Jesus is uh, maybe even thinking to himself, no, no, you're not going to be dying yet. Uh, One day, perhaps you will. after the death, burial, and resurrection, well, I'm sorry, I, after this in John 11, they go to Judea, and when the rubber meets the road, Thomas, like the like the others, uh, turn tail and run. But after the resurrection, there's a boost of confidence, absolutely, because they've seen the risen Jesus. As we will see later on, Thomas is able to see the risen Lord and be uh, rebuked for his unbelief, his lack of faith, uh, which again is the point of this Lazarus account and and John's writing as a a whole is for us to believe. But Thomas and the other disciples will also be set off on mission to make a difference by, by sharing the gospel of what God has done. According to church tradition, Thomas does that uh, boldly uh, through India, through Egypt, and is eventually martyred um, on July 3rd, 19, I'm sorry, not, not 1972, AD 72. Um, a, a, a neat account. We don't have much more about these disciples. I've often wondered what, what happened to the disciples that we don't hear about. Well, let's consider this passage as a whole before we move on. Uh, uh, so we read today from um, verse 11 through verse 16. Thomas is convinced, hey, let's go with you. Um, uh, let's go with you so we can die with you. Uh, but that's not the point. In fact, the whole point of this Lazarus uh, episode is for his disciples, Jesus' disciples, Thomas being included, uh, uh, for their belief to be uh, solidified so that they would come to believe. Jesus tells us that. He says in verse 15, I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there so that you may believe. But that is go to him so this is all about pouring into his disciples who in turn will turn around even though they they will fail in the future they will eventually turn around and make more disciples who make more disciples who make more disciples and now uh, 2,000 years later on a Tuesday morning in February we're sitting here studying the word uh, of Jesus from the mouthpiece of John about Thomas who is so convicted that will go and will die for you. It's an amazing thing, the fact that we are a part of this ancient history. And so we'll see how this develops as they are now going to move uh, to Judea, Jesus' final trip to Judea in the Gospel of John before he dies. Thanks so much for listening today. We will pick up tomorrow in verse 17. God bless, take care, and thanks for listening to the Leesburg Daily.